You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Welcome, everyone. With me today is John Duffy, who is the founder of Zen Divorce Solutions out of Santa Barbara, California. He's a certified divorce financial analyst and also the chapter leader of the Santa Barbara Divorce Transition Professionals Group. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Well, I appreciate you being on here. I just wanted to talk a little bit more about divorce financial planning, your role in the transaction, obviously get a little bit more expert advice on where you fit in and then other parties to the process as well, just because there's a lot of misconceptions and myths out there related to divorce. Yeah, absolutely. Could you share a little bit more about why you chose to go down the path of divorce financial planning? Sure. At first, I started off as a financial advisor, financial planner. I've been doing that for about 15 years. And initially, I thought the CDFA would be an interesting way to generate business for my wealth management practice. But as soon as I started doing it, I realized that it was its own thing unto itself. And I found it much more personally satisfying and enjoyable and challenging in a way that that the other wasn't for me. It involves being very empathetic and being a good listener and these skills that I don't think I was able to fully utilize as a financial advisor. And so, I have made the transition to doing this full-time and got rid of the wealth management practice, pushed those clients over to some friends and colleagues that I trust. And this is what I do all the time now. Well, that speaks to my next question I was going to have is how the differences come into play with the certified divorce financial analyst and then a typical financial advisor that gets involved. So maybe share a little bit about the differences between your process. Yeah. I actually work with several wealth management firms to help their clients. It's an area of expertise that I would say the average financial advisor um, just doesn't have. Understanding the differences between community property and separate property, the planning tools that I use, the software that I use is very different than financial planning software. It's very much focused on divorce. It's focused on the tax implications of divorce, um, the quality of dividing community property, support, all sorts of different things. So a financial advisor can be helpful, I would say, in helping understand what assets are available. But I think it's best to work with a neutral third party or somebody who specializes in divorce. And then you come back to the financial advisor once you have an idea of what your settlement looks like. And now there's an opportunity to do some financial planning and some investing with what you know is going to be kind of your new future path. Do you think it matters if the certified divorce financial analyst also has experience on the wealth management side, or are they so separated at this point that it really doesn't come into play that much? I don't think it matters too much. It's going to be helpful to some clients for sure. I have found that I've worked with a number of clients who have like restricted stock units or deferred comp, just kind of different executive pay structures that are a little bit more challenging. And I would say because of my background as a financial advisor, maybe I understand that a little bit better than somebody who didn't have that as a background. But as far as with the divorce work, we're not getting into individual stocks and positions that really has no bearing on the process. We're trying to figure out how do we equitably divide something. And when it comes down to which stocks should you take and which stocks should you give to your spouse, 
it's kind of a different conversation. And I don't think one that really requires that, that level of knowledge. So basically get the certified divorce financial analyst involved in the divorce process afterwards, if they want to deal with more of a wealth management side, perfectly fine, but they really don't need to get too heavily involved in the divorce piece of it. Right. Exactly. I think a financial advisor, if they're trying to advise, they have both clients, right? And so when they start advising, because of the nature of divorce, there's this lack of trust. I think ultimately it's going to come back to backfire. I think a lot of the times clients will leave the financial advisor because they felt like that financial advisor made the deeper connection with their spouse before. And so it wasn't their financial advisor. And maybe the spouse felt like they didn't get good advice from them and then they want to leave. So I just think it's an unwinnable situation for a financial advisor to try to also give their clients divorce um, advice. I think it just probably is going to damage the relationship. Right. Well, and we're kind of touching on it here. Obviously, there's a reason why we have CDFAs involved in this process. There's other parties to the divorce planning world that I don't think a lot of people understand. So the big misconception is always that it's very attorney driven, that there's maybe only an attorney involved in the divorce process. So we're obviously exceptions to that, that misconception. But maybe talk to us a little bit more about the different parties that you see as that strong divorce team. And also yeah. when you think that somebody should get them engaged into the process? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes, absolutely. There's kind of that misconception or maybe just the kind of inherited knowledge of when you're looking at a divorce, you got to go with attorneys. And I do agree that attorneys are important in the process, but you don't need to go to litigation, don't need to go to court and battle it out. For a lot of people, almost all the clients that contact me both, both people are trying to work together to find something that's fair. And with finances, the other component that's really difficult to figure out what is fair is with children. When you've got the kids and you're trying to figure out a co-parenting plan, that one's really tricky. And the finances are as well. So I think that it's important for people to understand that you don't have to go and litigate. You can go to a mediator. Um, you can do it yourself. You can do a collaborative divorce. And so we'll get into that maybe a little bit later, collaborative divorce. But that that team approach, I think, is really important overall to having a quote unquote, successful divorce, where at the end of the process, you can still be co-parents or there's still some sort of relationship there, um, especially if there are children involved. It's going to be important because you're going to continue to be parents for the kids for the rest of your lives. So trying to maintain a level of respect and, and leave on a good note, I think is really important. Some of the roles that I think are critical to at least consider, um, they're situationally appropriate. Having a divorce coach, I think, is really helpful. Um, that's somebody who's going to really help one party or the other get through places where they get stuck, where they kind of get hung up on the emotions of divorce. And it's causing them to battle against the process because the longer that that process takes, the more expensive that it can be. And also sometimes the more time you have to become resentful and make bad decisions for yourself, for your future. So having that divorce coach really focus you in on moving forward is helpful. I think mental health is really important through the divorce process. I think I did this about 18 years ago. I was divorced and I look back and for about a three-year period, I think there was kind of this fog that I was in and out of. So having a support team around you to just be able to check in with them, maybe you're not seeing them three times a week, but just somebody that's available for you to check in and being open to recognizing that you're doing a lot of things at that moment. You're taking care of the kids, you're working, you're dealing with this divorce, and there's a huge emotional grieving process that you're going through. 
even if you're no longer terribly fond of your spouse, you're still grieving this promise of what you hoped for when you got married. So I think that's really important. And then certified divorce lending professionals are really important. One of the early things to deal with is the house, right? So that's just one of the larger assets. And can somebody keep that? Does one party want to keep it? Can they qualify for it? Can they afford it? All of those sorts of questions. Co-parenting specialists, I think, can be really helpful, especially if there's some difficulty around communicating back and forth with the kids and doing it in a friendly and respectful way. I think those are probably the biggies. And then I'd say, of course, a certified divorce financial analyst. Right. When do you see each person, ideally, when would you say to get a CDFA like yourself or a divorce coach or mediator? What do you see as ideal? I don't know if the order matters too much, but I would say when you are thinking about divorce, maybe you've talked to your spouse about it at this point, maybe you haven't just yet, but you're still considering it. That's a really good time to just start talking to some professionals to get a sense of, is this a service that I think I need? Some people have the finances figured out very, very easily. Some they're in agreement with it. There's a prenup. There's not a whole lot that they have to worry about as far as dividing up. So it's fairly straightforward. They might not need the financial expertise, but they might really need the person to help them figure out the custodial plan and, and how to co-parent. So I always say the earlier, the better, but I've been brought on when a settlement has been proposed and just reviewing that and found that I can be helpful too. So there's no bad time to do it, but the ideal time is early on in the process. Well, I think one thing that a previous guest had mentioned that struck a chord was that if one person goes down that litigation path where they're getting an attorney involved, it almost steers everything towards that. So you lose the ability to do some of these other, maybe more amicable or collaborative kind of processes. So maybe before an attorney gets involved, would your recommendation be to get somebody like yourself or a divorce coach that has some area of expertise of the different types of divorce options that you can look at, then get an attorney involved after that, but don't jump to the attorney as step one? I don't know if I would advise specifically one way or another in that. I think ultimately an attorney is very wise to have on in the process. When I am working with clients and they are able to go through a mediation process, whether that's financial and or childcare kind of mediation, I recommend that they have a consulting attorney to just look over the agreement to make sure that they feel like their rights are protected. My job is to help people make informed decisions. So all of the analysis that I do on proposed division of assets is going to take a look at all the tax ramifications for both parties, et cetera. But it's important for them to make sure that they do have an attorney involved just to look over the final agreement for giving it their blessing. So sometimes I have worked with clients who started out getting attorneys because they thought that that was the way to go. We had a conversation and I was able to recommend to them that they maybe talk to their attorney and see if instead of going the litigation route right away, that we could look at a mediation route instead. And generally, the attorneys are very happy to do it. It's less time for them. They might be able to fit that in better with their schedule. And it's just not as much involvement. Some attorneys really want to go and litigate, and that's where they make their money. And so if you have hired an attorney that has that personality type, it might be difficult to back away from that without making a change. But finding, finding good attorneys that don't want to create drama where there doesn't have to be drama is really important. Those are the attorneys that I refer to and keep an eye out for. A lot of it depends on the attorney that you've already hired and what your willingness is to kind of make a course correction or explore alternatives before going to litigation. 
And it's good to know there's options sometimes. So like, even if you start down that path, it's not like that's the end all be all. You can still kind of reverse course and hopefully get it to be a little bit more amicable or mediate in that case. So yeah. And it's going to be a lot less expensive that way too. Well, right. And that leads me to the next question. I think a lot of people assume that there's really just one option or maybe two. They assume the litigation option or maybe the mediation option. But you mentioned a different option, which is collaborative, where I still don't think a lot of really grasp that term or heard it anywhere. Maybe can you speak to that? Because I know you're an expert in that field. You, you operate a lot in the collaborative divorce space. Yeah, I'm collaboratively trained. There's a governing body for it. It's the International Association of collaborative practitioners, IACP.com. You can go and explore their website. There is a framework for collaborative. And the basic approach to it is that you have a team of professionals working the case for you. But instead of it being adversarial and the communication only happening through your attorneys, it's very team focused. It's focused on resolving the dissolution of the marriage in a way that works well for everybody, for the children, for the parents. And so the attorneys work together to try to find common ground and a good solution in a way that is much more cooperative than trying to exploit loopholes or compelling testimony and things like that. It's all still kind of through the court system, kind of through almost a mediation sort of approach to it. You're not beholden to court schedules. But what a collaborative team would look like is each party is going to have an attorney. There's going to be a financial neutral. And then you can also have other specialists like a divorce coach, sometimes one or two co-parenting specialists, all these specialized roles that might be appropriate in your particular case. Collaborative is not for everybody. If one of the individuals is not going to cooperate and willingly share information, they might require a judge to compel them to provide documents. But it's great for people who just want to do the best that they can for their family. It's great for people where one party might feel like they need more support, where maybe mediation, they feel like they're going to get kind of talked over or railroaded. A lot of mediators are great with making sure that they give equal time, but some people just have that fear that they need more support. Mediation or collaborative is going to be less expensive usually than litigation by quite a bit. It's going to be more expensive than just mediation because you have more parties involved. But it tends to be, if the situation was right, and there really should be a lot of discussion around, this is what to expect from the process and making sure that it's a good fit for everybody. If that's the case, then it's a very good way to way to get divorced if that's what you have to do. Well, I think another big advantage of it is that a lot of times there's these networks that are all collaboratively focused. So it's not like you're going into it kind of flying blind where, all right, now I need to find a divorce coach. Now I need to find a financial advisor. A lot of times there's this whole network of people that can get involved. And then it's almost like a one-stop shop where you have the whole gamut of professionals that are involved all right there with you. Yes, that's correct. There are collaborative practice groups. And so there will be all of the different professionals within that group. And you're going to have an opportunity to interview anybody and everybody who's collaboratively trained in your area that you might want to find one that's the right fit for you. But exactly there, all of those collaborative professionals are going to be available. And you can ask any one of the people that you're speaking to for help in finding somebody in this other role, ask your attorney about a divorce coach, ask your financial neutral about an attorney, and they'll be able to provide you with some names of people that they've worked with before, probably. And they know that they work well with. 
And something I, somebody else mentioned that I thought was interesting was there's almost kind of this underlying motivation to make it work more so through the collaborative space, just because a potential pro and a con of collaborative is that if it doesn't work, you have to kind of start the process all over again. You can't maintain the same attorneys. You're not maintaining the same financial neutrals. So there's this underlying current of, all right, both parties need to be kind of on the same page. You can't have somebody veering off topic a lot of times, because if we have to in this, we have to start the process all over again and go through this whole mess, starting from scratch, basically. Right. And that's part of the reason all of that communication needs to happen up front and a very clear discussion of what the expectations are. When one is doing a true collaborative divorce, and there are variations of it, there are people who kind of do more of a cooperative divorce, which might feel like a team approach, but doesn't necessarily share that same framework. But when one is working with collaboratively trained, certified professionals, there is this framework that says, should this fall out of collaborative and it needs to go to litigation, we cannot continue to represent you because just from a conflict of interest, we have this information. And yes, sometimes it does fall out. I haven't experienced that. I've experienced where couples reconciled and decided not to get divorced, but I haven't had it go the other way. But your attorneys can share all of the notes that they had with your new attorney. All of the stuff that has been recorded and all the progress that has been made can be shared but you are going to have to deal with different professionals. Gotcha. So it's not starting from scratch per se, but obviously starting over on some of the things and just getting a new team involved. Well, I know we've touched on quite a bit of advice about the divorce process, but anything that you specifically have seen in the past where you would advise somebody thinking about going down this path? I think just understand that there are different ways to go about doing this. If you are thinking that you know litigation is the only path forward, let me tell you it's not. There are so many different variations. And the more and more that I spend time here, the more couples that I see who have just, there isn't a level of animosity in the relationship. They're just not married partners anymore. They're logistical partners or whatever it may be. People have grown in different directions and they just want to do right by each other and their families. So if you find yourself in that space, please consider the litigation, but also consider the other options. Reach out to some of the other professionals in your area, look up a divorce coach, look up certified divorce financial analyst in your area, just have a conversation with them to understand what other options are out there. I think that's the key is the more misinformation we can try to bust through, the better. And I think that's the big one is everybody assumes that litigation is the only way around it. And there's tons of different options, collaborative mediation, ample divorce, however you want to call it. I think the the sooner we can get more people to reach out to people in the field that are experienced with this, that also know a lot of the other players in the divorce team, that's going to help just so that we can get more information out to everybody. Yeah. And again, it's probably going to be a much better experience for you because you're hiring true specialists in different areas. When you're dealing with a certified divorce lending professional, when you're dealing with a certified divorce financial analyst, uh, I have a financial background. And so I understand tax ramifications. I'm looking at ways to divide property in a way that's not going to cause tax burdens, cause unnecessary fees if you have to do quadros. I'm trying to make sure that things are fair for both parties. I'm illustrating all of the tax ramifications. The attorneys don't have the ability to do that or the bandwidth to do that or the time to do that. And it's not something they're going to spend time doing. So There are lots of different ways to come up with a 50-50 split, but when you take a look at 10 years from now, after you've paid taxes on the settlement, there can be really vast differences in how that different asset allocation has worked. So I think it's really important. There's a lot more to it than just dividing things in half and moving forward. 
Um, there can be a lot of different ways to do it. And again, because you're not paying the attorney rate to do all of that stuff, it's probably going to cost you less money and provide you with a better outcome than just going attorney only. Right. Well, the last thing you want to do is pay for an attorney's fees for them to learn how to do something that's not necessarily in their wheelhouse. I mean, that's just not their specialty. They do what they do perfectly well. We're all kind of staying in our lane. We all have our own roles in this process. But if you can get specialists involved to do their piece, it just makes the process so much smoother and cheaper in the long run. And you've experienced that too, where you're brought in kind of too late in a way where their agreements are in place or settlements that have already been written. And now you realize the parties are like, oh, this doesn't work because, you know, this person can't qualify for it or the sale price is going to be lower. And now with the net proceeds, there's not a down payment. So it's exactly that. Getting the right people involved early can avoid a lot of hassle. And then sometimes you will find that everything that you work for is not possible. Right. Yeah. That's the moral of the story is like, get us involved early so that you're actually negotiating for things that are truly achievable. Otherwise, this is going through a lot of time and effort and fees and hostility and stress to find out that you're negotiating for something that you can't even achieve at the end. So the earlier we can get involved, people like you, people like me, the better we can make the process and hopefully achieve the goals that everybody's looking for. That's really the end goal for all of us. We're just here to help. Exactly. Well, good. That's been helpful. I really appreciate you taking the time, John. How can people reach out to you? And also, are you able to help? I know you're in California, but just confirm you are able to help really anybody in any state. That is correct. Certified Divorce Financial Analyst. The certification allows them to work anywhere in the United States. And so I do contract work with an attorney in Florida. I work with an attorney in California. I've worked with clients in Colorado and Oregon, Washington. Yesterday, I did expert witness testimony for a case in Oregon that I zoomed into. So yes, all of the state laws are different. All of the divorce laws are different. I understand those differences. The software adjusts to those differences and also all of the tax situations. So whatever your income is, whatever your state is, whatever your expenses are, you can get very accurate information on what your projections are given different settlement possibilities and just really start to understand what that picture might look like. A lot of people, when they call me, they're just worried about what does my financial future look like? I don't know what this is going to be like after divorce. Am I going to be set back by a lot? Is it going to be, I have to sell the house that I don't want to? All of those are possibilities, but until we really start exploring and, and using actual numbers, we don't know. But the sooner that you get that peace of mind, that things are probably not nearly as bad as you're making them out to be in your mind. So just get yourself some answers. Perfect advice. Well, for anybody that is headed down this path or even considering down this path, how can they reach you? What's the best way to to contact you? You can call me 805-886-1901 or go to my website, zendivorcesolutions.com. I've got a way to fill out a form and reach me. I've got my phone number listed there. You can call me. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, all the social media things, except Instagram. I still haven't figured that one out so much, but I'm easy to find. And I'll be sure to put the the website address in the description as well. So please click on that. If you have any questions for John, please reach out again earlier, the better to get us involved before attorneys get involved or at least at the early stages of divorce. That's really the key. Well, John, this has been a pleasure. I really appreciate you taking the time. This has been super helpful. Thank you. I Always great to talk with you. You too. All right. Thanks, John. All right. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.